Need something to keep the kids busy this July? Have your kids join the Washington Wizards this summer virtually. The Wizards Basketball Academy is offering free virtual summer camps presented by Under Armour starting on Monday, July 13th. There will be three one-hour sessions per day for four consecutive weeks. The sessions are open for boys and girls of all ages and will focus on skill development that can be done at home with minimum equipment. Sessions are filling up fast. Learn more and register your kids today at dcfamily.com slash virtual camp. Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jackson Villio. All podcasts on the Wizards Podcast Network are available wherever you get your podcasts and are featured on Wizards Radio 24-7 and the Wizards app. You can follow the Wizards Podcast Network on Twitter, at WashWizardsPN, and please subscribe, download, rate, and review wherever you listen. On today's episode of Off the Bench, Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and I look at the team's first week inside the Disney bubble, some fun moments off the court, the players' selected jersey messages, and more before an interview with Tommy Shepard. All right, what's up, guys? We are obviously now just over a week into the Orlando uh, bubble scenario, and things are starting to play out a little bit. Um, we've obviously seen all sorts of coverage from the outside on quarantine and testing and getting back to practice and the fun off-court activities and everything that everybody's participating in down there as we inch our way back to basketball. But like I said, that's all been from the outside. Luckily, we have Rosen with us again, who is uh, inside the bubble with the team, making things happen from from down there. So, Zach, take us inside a little bit. Now, like I said, over a, a week in, um, how are you doing and, and what are things looking like down there? I uh, can't complain down here. Um, things are going well, I think. You know, we've been here a little over a week and people are starting to uh, find their, you know, their time eaters, <laughs> you can call it that. Um, as I've mentioned before, I mean, I have a lot of work to do almost all the time, so it's not really an issue for me, but I can see for a player when they're not training or on the court or recovering or eating, there's a lot of time to fill. So you're seeing uh, some guys go out on boats, fish, uh, the coaching staff is golfed. Um, you'll see in some future content, uh, just some like ping pong, cornhole type things like that. So um, video games, but you know, I think everyone's adjusted really well. Our, our team here, um is bonding a lot the team meals are a lot of fun you know you, there's kind of a window block between two hours you can show up but a lot of times you know you see about 10 15 guys who are packed in there you know just telling stories just laughing so um it, it's been a good bonding experience for everyone yeah coach spoke a little bit earlier this week about just what that bonding time has been like and how interesting that has been because in the normal regular season scenario, they certainly share meals every now and then, but it's a different setting. It's, it's at the practice facility in the team kitchen and it's either right before or right after practice. It's not necessarily in the evening at the place where the guys live, where they all have to eat in the same uh, location. And he said that it, it's been fun to, whether it's over breakfast or dinner, to sit around the table and, and trade stories. And you never know exactly how that is going to play out or if it ever impacts anything uh, you know, on the court from a communications or, or chemistry basis. Coach talked a little bit about how the, the Zoom workouts and Zoom communication that was had throughout the hiatus has helped. And he feels like uh, the team is a little closer and a little better at talking um, 
even to specific players. Mo was talking a little bit a little bit earlier this week about how how Rui is much more uh, vocal and, and communicative when he's out on the court. He, he was known a lot throughout this season as being a little bit more reserved vocally. So as the communication processes have changed, it, it'll be interesting to see how how that. that tweaks different things for for certain guys for sure yeah for sure I think I think it's I think it's just been really interesting to kind of see like like Rosen said everybody's settling in and which is is good because I think one of the main concerns that maybe anybody had going down there is just like there's going to be a, a novelty period where it's like a new thing and everyone's in it together and you're just kind of figuring out a routine and, and now that the team has found a routine, and obviously that's going to change once scrimmages, games, um, the actual basketball activities continue to ramp up. But it's, it's, it's been cool to watch and just gather from afar that they, you know, some guys are trying new things for the first time. They're catching fish for the first time. I think it would be hysterical if our guys did choose to go play golf. We could getting any footage of that would be really funny. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool to see that they're adapting, that they're bonding. Those are things that I think coaches always try to uh, encourage and arrange with their teams in any scenario, in a training camp over throughout the course of a regular season. And right now it's, it's kind of a forced thing. They, they, they have to hang out together. They have to um, kind of bond together during this experience. And, I think it's going to be just really fascinating to see how that plays out for all these teams. Once they get on the court, um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the progress that all those teams have made in that sense. And if it kind of helps contribute to maybe having a little bit more chemistry on the court than I think a lot of people are expecting at the beginning of this, I think these scrimmages, uh, it might, it may be expected to be a little bit rough, but I wonder if, um, it's kind of helped curve that, by just the sheer amount of time that all these teams are having to spend together. Yeah, no doubt. It's been fun to watch the off-court stuff. And you mentioned the fishing specifically, not just for the Wizards, but league-wide has been a hit. It seems like every team has had a handful of guys out there on a boat or on the dock catching something. And we put out a photo of Jerome Robinson, who caught just a monster of a fish. It seemed like late night. Um, I'm not a fishing guy, but I think there's – there might be some advantage to that. A lot of those pictures have come during the daytime, but it was cool to see him maybe tweak the system and, and get out there late night. But, um, you know, other things guys are, are doing. We, we saw uh, last week the first episode of Troy Brown Jr.'s Ballin' in the Bubble vlog that he started that's available on his YouTube channel and on, on the team's YouTube channel. Episode two is actually going to drop today. So uh, that's definitely something we encourage the Wizards fans to keep an eye on. He's putting a lot of hard work into that and, and giving fans an inside look from a player perspective at what things are like in there. His, his first episode included, you know, breaking down the meal and the Zoom workout and the testing process and things like that. So very cool to see from his end. Um, and then another thing announced earlier this week was the messages that players are going to be putting on their jerseys. And this was pretty well documented across the league and the different things that guys are going to be choosing to do. They were giving a lot of options and you know, we've got nine guys that have chosen to replace their name with a social justice related message and I think it's a really cool thing that the league is doing and, and giving the players some options uh, what's your guys take on the initiative as a whole and, and seeing 
now what some of the guys have chosen. It gives each guy a personal story, um, allows them to explain what, what it means to them. And, you know, maybe some of the players who haven't had as big of a voice in this whole process are now given a voice on their own. Um, it was impactful to just hear what they had to say. I mean, all nine of them have answered in some capacity why they're wearing what they're wearing. Um, and it's just the beginning, you know. Again, it, it, it requires more actions than words and representations. Um, and I'm curious to see what else happens. I know there's been some allusions to voting and, um, and stuff like that that we as a team will be promoting. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it's just a, it's a really nice extension of what happened right before these guys left. Um, it, it gives them an opportunity, I think, to pick up a little bit where they left off with the march that uh, the players organized in D.C., the messaging that they've been really consistent with since um, all this stuff has come to the forefront in the news. And they did a, we put out a really nice little uh, video vignette on, on social media on Wednesday, um, if you're listening, just about guys kind of talking about what this movement means to them and uh, what they plan on advocating for going forward. I think it's really powerful stuff. And I totally agree with Zach that it's, it's really cool to see all the players on our team have an opportunity to have that voice and, and find it uh, for themselves publicly too, and have a, you know, amplify their voice through basketball. I think that's been a really, that's been a really important point as we go towards resuming playing basketball that a lot of players have brought up as a concern is just making sure that this conversation doesn't uh, get quieter and that it doesn't stop once they start playing basketball again on TV. And this is just, this is one way I think it's a good step for them to continue that conversation. And I'm very curious and, and really looking forward to players, our players, players around the league in their media availabilities and um, the, the times when they get to talk to the media uh, once games start, I'm, I'm very I'm really looking forward to the messaging that I, I would expect them to continue to um, stick to and promote and continue to use their voices through this. You use this restart as a megaphone for them. And, and I think that that's a really exciting, really exciting thing that I think I can speak for all of us that we're excited to help them with as well um, as they get going and continue to use our channels. Yeah, no doubt. And we'd encourage everyone to check out the team website and team social channels where there are uh, videos and quotes where players are diving into specifics on why they made the individual choice that they did for whatever message they chose to put on their back. I think those were really, really well done and well thought out by a lot of the guys. So definitely check that out when you can. But let's transition quickly just to some stuff on the court. Uh, Scott Brooks mentioned on Tuesday that the team got back to five on five for the first time uh, since play was suspended in March, not just the first time in Orlando, but it was something they weren't able to do even during workouts in DC before the team traveled South. So getting back to real NBA five on five basketball is obviously a big step facing every team that's a part of this restart and, coach said that it was just going to be half court at this point and that they'll work their way up a part of the very, very regimented and scientific ramp up process that has been described. Uh, and some of the guys were talking a little bit about just getting back into basketball shape. So I think that's something really interesting to watch over the course of the next week before games start is 
how quickly they're going to have to get back into real basketball shape with a, a pretty small runway of actual five on five. Yeah, it was, you could tell like they were so excited to get back to it, but at the same time it was like, uh, wow. Okay. This is a lot different than playing five on zero against coaches. You know, the defense is winning out a lot. Let's just say that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, always an exciting moment. It's, you know, part of the gradual graduation back to playing five on five and, you know, we're less than a week until the first scrimmage. So I would expect there to be, you know, some true interest squad scrimmages leading up to that. Yeah. It seems like it's always part of, since we're, we're, this really is a training camp. It's like a second training camp for these guys. And it's always an exciting day when you get to see them really just, just play for the first time. I, I know like in the, you know, early in camp a lot, there's, there's a lot of concepts. There's a lot of kind of re-drilling um, defensive sets and all this stuff. And, and then the day that they all get to just put the ball on the court and play is an exciting one. And, and usually it's exactly that too. It's kind of like, okay, like this, I, I now have another level that I have to reach. And it's good news for sure that the league built in some, both some time in terms of having the rest of this week and next week to get some legs under them, but also some opportunities to scrimmage and all that. I think it's all going to be very valuable for teams to have, to have preseason games when they're being asked to jump into really, you know, almost for the wizards a, a playoff scenario game. One of these playing games of the seeding games, excuse me, um, is a, is a playoff is of playoff importance to the, to the wizards. So having some chances to, to get some run in without having, uh, having it affect your chances of making the postseason is really, really valuable. And I, I do think that the Wizards have some advantages in the sense that um, this is a young roster that's there. I think they're going to get to benefit from the rest that they got. Um, we've talked about it before, but guys like Rui, who hasn't been through a full NBA season before, getting a little bit of a hiatus and then getting the ramp back up, it, it could be, and there's no way of telling for sure, until they get out there, of course, but it could be a situation where he can benefit a lot from that and uh, use the time to learn and, and get better. So um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun time that they're finally getting back to it. And the fact that we're so close to seeing them play basketball, even if it is a scrimmage play against another team is a week away. That's, that's um, it's exciting stuff. And it's been a long, long time coming. Yeah, no doubt. It will be fun to watch, and we're now less than a week away from the team getting back on the comport, back on the court in a competitive sense. They'll take on the Nuggets next Wednesday, the 22nd, uh, in their first scrimmage. But that will do it for the three of us here today. We're going to go now to an exclusive interview with GM Tommy Shepard. Greetings from Orlando, Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com, and sitting with me is another member of the travel party, although you may know his name and not mine just as much, General Manager Tommy Shepard. Tommy, we're a week in here. Uh, feels like longer, feels like shorter, but how are you feeling after uh, we got here last Tuesday? First of all, Zach Rosen is a household name. <laughs> Sell yourself short. But we're doing fantastic. Uh, I think this has been a, you know, a week that you, you look by look back at each day and they seem to fly by but uh, we're definitely got a lot of work done there's been a lot of adjustments that have had to be made uh, we got a smaller traveling party so everybody's stepping up doing extra work and 
uh, it's really been a wonderful thing to see the team come together. And when I say team, I mean the entire travel department. Everybody's it's a very tight knit group. And I think the collective, collaborative efforts of everybody is really making this work well. What's been different about this experience, and what's been kind of up to your expectations than you thought? Well, exceeded it, all my expectations in terms of the, the safety protocols and what the NBA has constructed here with one of the most amazing uh, entertainment groups in the, in the world with, with Disney. But certainly, the NBA's platform is, is unparalleled as well. So let's, you, you unite those two forces and you're going to have basically what we're looking at. You have fantastic facilities, great hotels, this, the amenities, the services, everything to, to show our players how much that this means to, to the NBA and certainly to the players' safety. I don't think anybody can say that there's not one moment that they don't feel like hey, the NBA is doing their very best to look out for the players and then the staff from the testing to the food to the transportation to the facilities. They've all been first class and they are fantastic at getting feedback and making changes on the fly and that's all we can ask for. And I feel like leading up to this, everyone would ask me, like, what are you expecting? What's it going to be like? I'm like, you know what? All I know is whatever I'm going to hear leading up to it is going to be way different than the actual experience. So let's take it in when we get there. For me, you know, I've been to three Olympic Games, four or five World Championships, and uh, Pan American Games. I've been to a lot of summer leagues. I've been to a lot of AAU events over the years. And this is kind of a combination of all those. You know, you live in an Olympic Village set up. Uh, during world championships, you're always with teams at the same hotel, some are leaving the same way, so there's a lot of interaction. At our hotel, we have six teams, so you get a chance to reunite with a lot of friends, see a lot of players, but certainly this is not a uh, it's not a vacation. This is a business trip. We have games to go out and get ready for, and uh, I can't say enough about our coaching staff, getting the players ready every day. We had four really solid practices. Our one-off day that we had, 12 players showed up, all 12 that, are, that we have here uh, all showed up and went to shooting and got work in on their off day. So that just tells you this is a focused group. This is a group that really is going to over, overachieve up. I know you, you touched upon just everyone chipping in and uh, doing their part. I mean, I've seen you carry bags just as much as the next guy, but what uh, – what other examples do you have? I mean, I know the medical staff, we've had certain individuals step up for Zoom workouts, but what are some of those specific examples that you could let people know about? Well, I think it's everything from you know, our development coaches jumping out and basically being another group that can uh, spell our players when players need a break. When we go four on four on four, you know, two of them today were, were assistant coaches. Very handy to have the medical staff along with the equipment staff. Everybody's getting stuff. Uh, from all the uniforms, all the all the different things that we use, devices for therapy. Everybody's loading and unloading every day. We don't have a home court. We don't have a place that we can set up and leave everything. So every day we're loading in and loading out. Can't say enough about the efforts of Dave Avery, best equipment guy in the business, everything that he's done, our medical staff. Everybody just pitches in. And then I look over and, and there's our PR guy. There's our, our content person. They're helping grab the stuff every day. Everybody understands this is a family and we need to help each other out. And uh, it doesn't matter who, what job there is, it's not beneath anybody to jump in and help out. And that's, that's what keeps the group tight and that's what really helps us propel forward. Transitioning a little bit to the basketball, we've got a scrimmage coming up in about a week. Um, some games are going to take place in two and a half, but the expectations are seem to be you know, kind of out there just because of who's not here. 
and people aren't really talking about who is here. So tell us about who is here and, and what you've seen from them and what you, your, your expectations are for this team, this team that's here. We certainly want to see our group pick up from where we left off. We, when we were healthy this year, we're, we had a pretty good group of guys that were out, able to go out and compete every night. And to your point, our two leading scorers, Bradley uh, Beal and Davis Portans, obviously are not here. But we look at it as great opportunities for Rui to grow in his role uh, and, and step up his scoring, maybe go from 13 up to maybe who knows where it can go. But he's certainly not going to – we can't win games if he's only going to score 13. Gives an opportunity, Shabazz Napier, Jerome Robinson, uh, to really be – we're going to play very fast, and those two play very fast, both ends of the court. Turnovers become – points at the other end, so we're going to really be a, a high-intense defensive team and then try to push the ball, and that sets up well for those two. Ish Smith and Yon Mahimi have been unbelievable vets, keeping everybody grounded, showing the way, uh, and then splashing guys like Mo Wagner, Isak Longa, and what they've been able to show. Uh, their growth has been phenomenal, and we, we expect big things from them. And then once Thomas Bryan is able to join us, I think you're going to see a pretty good core. And then the bench players get an opportunity, I think, every night by committee guys are going to get out there and do different things. We, we have high expectations that our players compete hard and whatever they do, leave it all out on the floor every night. We're just not going to accept anything less than full effort. And that'll, that'll speak for itself. But I think our players came here to win games. I think our players would love to get to the playoffs. And there's only one way to do that is go out and be men of action, not men of words. So you're not going to hear a lot from us. We're not one of the teams that complains. We're not one of the teams that are out there doing anything silly on the social platforms. We're just here to, to, to bond, to get better, go out and compete. As a general manager, I know you're looking at, you've got your pro personnel department looking at a million players around the world. You've got your college personnel, and I'm now at this point high school personnel in a way, looking at all these players. But for you, you basically get to look at your own these 12 players, hopefully 13 very soon, what they can give you. I mean, there's some pending free agents. There's some guys who probably want extensions or want more playing time. So for you, this is like a grand opportunity to be like, this is what we have, and this is the situation they were put in. Absolutely. I made it clear to every player, you know, show us what you can do. Show us that you should be part of the Wizards moving forward. And we, we brought all these players here. Every player that's on this roster has been brought to this roster in the last year. Bradley and John, Jan, Troy, they're, they're like the crusty old vets. <laughs> you know, Troy's been in the league for two years. It's 20 years old. So there's you know, Shabazz Napier, what a fantastic addition he's been, but he's kind of taken the leadership role as well. But I think every player understands what we expect from them. Every player knows that, that to be a star in their role, don't try to go jump over one or two chairs and do anything that you're not capable of doing. But I think when you look at the eight games, add the three scrimmages, we're going to need every single player that's going to be in uniform for us. For everybody from, from Troy Brown to, to John Jonathan Williams and everybody in between, everybody's going to contribute. Really excited about Rui, obviously, but I'm also really super excited for Admiral Schofield. You know, he put in the time. He had one of the top five minutes in the G League this year and really spent the time putting in the work. And now it's a chance, and I told him, it's a chance to go show what you learned and show how you can contribute. For him to be successful, we need him to be very physical, set great screens, knock down threes, and be able to guard multiple positions. And he's shown already in a couple of practices that he, he understands his role and what it takes to get out on the floor. Now he's just got to get coached to trust him. Those are the kinds of things that we'll be able to judge players on here. 
I know it's early um, in our time here, but have you been involved in more league-wide discussions and with the players about you know what we want to do while we're here to make an impact? I know there's a lot of discussions all over about you know what can the players do when they're playing versus when they're not playing. I mean, just building off our Juneteenth March, um, there's been a lot of talk about you know emphasizing voting. Um, just your thoughts on that? I think every player on our roster uh, has shown throughout this entire hiatus, and it certainly went. You know, the awful deaths were occurring, the systemic injustice that was happening. Everybody has stepped up and really wants to make statements, certainly, but actions that show that the Washington Withers will absolutely be people involved in the solutions and people that are involved in lifting people up. And this is a great opportunity for everybody to, to use this platform to, to raise their voices and raise awareness. And certainly I don't think that's lost on any single player. But it, it continues the walk that we started. You know, it's a long march, and we continue to push forward and figure out ways that we can make huge impacts. If it's in voting area, if it's in against uh, you know police corruption, injustice there, wherever there's possibilities of making an awareness and making change, like that's what we're all about. I don't think it's always about the quick group photo. It's not about the, the social media posts. It's about getting together, getting people aware of things and finding out how can we change something that's wrong. And our players have shown that time and time again. And it really starts at the very top of the leadership of Monumental, with Ted Leonsis and his group, you know, with Sasha Brown and John Thompson and Sashia Jones, what they've been able to impact from a player program side. Certainly the players have to take the lead on this one. We're always there in support, but they're the ones that have the platform. They're the ones that I think uh, can make the biggest impact. We're there 100%. And we're, we're lifting our voices up, and I can't say enough about Coach Brooks and his staff as well. We all march shoulder to shoulder. And our players wanted us, whatever we could possibly do, stand with them, raise our voices, and we're doing that. Do you think there's going to be any, like, lasting effects from this bubble beyond, I mean, beyond the coronavirus quarantine effects? But do you think we're going to learn something while we're here about the game and how we can transition it moving forward? Well, I think a lot of this is every day you have to kind of be where your feet are. You take great notes and you see where this is. You, you compile information. You compile the stories for stories to be told later. And you study the data. Certainly the biggest adjustment immediately will be playing in front of an empty gym. And I've been to games in Europe where fans were banned. I've been to, you know, we always joke about it, but if you're going to go to a lot of G League games, you're going to go to a lot mm-hmm. of high school games over the years, sometimes you're in front of empty fans, empty gyms anyway. But I think where this is probably going to show us is the love of the game, and you can't fake that. And, and I think players are going to get into an arena. There's going to be refs. The scoreboard's going to go on, and you're going to watch, and they're going to compete just like there was a sold-out arena. And they're not always there. The fans certainly are humongous in the energy of the game and lifting players up. And players really truly play because they love to play. And great players always rise to the occasion. So that's I'm looking forward to that. I think this will be a memory of a lifetime. And you know, I certainly hope we don't have to repeat this kind of situation ever again. But hopefully the world will open up. Vaccines will come and we can put this memory behind us. But this is something certainly we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. And that's what I kind of tell the players. This is your legacy. You know, do you want to be remembered 
being in this opportunity right here to uplift the country, you want to be remembered as someone that sat there and bragged about what they didn't have, or be grateful for what we do have and the opportunity in front of us. And I think every one of our players took that to heart. Are you doing anything in particular to, to document it? I know, you know, I'm trying to do my best for the whole team, but you know, on your own, are you doing a journal, taking notes at all? I take a journal every day, and particularly here, there's almost two journals because I have so many. I log all my Zoom calls and all of my meetings with the NBA, all the meetings with our staff. Before I was in here with you, I was on a draft call we were going over stuff, so I'm logging those things, looking back on it because I really want to see what every day. We did everything we could possibly do to increase our output, to produce results, to really make every day efficient and count. Um, I think when we get back to, to if you want to say reality, but when, when, when all this is over and we go back and get ready for the following season, I think we'll see that there's a lot of places that we improved our efficiency simply because we had to, we had no other choice. And being able to work remotely, I think, is an opportunity, uh, especially when you have people that can really stay on course and stay on time. I think the Zoom calls and different opportunities we've had to meet as groups over the internet have shown that they're tremendously beneficial. I think we're going to grow from that. I think our players, we definitely use a lot of telecommunication to keep up with our players in the offseason now. I saw the huge benefits from our players in the Zoom workouts and the yogas. We've had a lot of group sessions where we had speakers come on. Those kinds of things, I think we can continue those. They were very successful. I mean, they unite people without having to bring everybody together in one location. And I think they were very powerful. There's no question that you would have brought more staff if you could have. But what are some of your, mainly the guys who are working under you and with you, you know, the Brett Greenbergs, the Frank Rosses, what are they focusing on? besides the draft preparation? Like, how are they helping us while we're here? Well, certainly Brett and the analytics staff, our strategic group is helping the coaches assemble the game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have eight opponents here, and they're very, every game is very, very important. So right now they're dissecting every possible thing, knowing that teams that are here will be the team and name only in a lot of ways. You know, there's going to be players that are missing. There's going to be you know, a lot of different looks offensively, defensively. We'll find out who's in shape, who's not. So our analytic group is helping to pair all that with, with the coaching staff. Uh, Dean Oliver leading that charge for our assistant coach. Dean Oliver's putting all the stuff together from Coach Brooks and his staff in conjunction with Brett and with Ben Eidelberg and Sam Kaplan and everybody, Greg Kershaw, and put stuff together. And our video group, uh, led by Ryan Bumpkin, who's assembling all kinds of different things and sending stuff to our players every day. I think everybody's trying to make impact from where they're at. And I can't say enough about the staff. Our scouting staff, Johnny Rogers on the pro side and Frank Ross on the college side, we're getting ready for the NBA draft in October. We're getting ready for free agency in October. So these eight games plus the playoffs, this gives everybody – we already kind of made our list of our targets free agent-wise. This gives us an opportunity to evaluate those guys in real time. Certainly with college, you know, I feel bad for these poor kids coming into this draft. It's going to be the <laughs> most over-scrutinized draft in history. But we're, we're really getting a good feel of who's going to be there. Uh, we feel comfortable with about 17 players right now. So that, that, that tells me we do we do our job. We don't have to worry about next year's draft. We think there's good players there. And certainly in the second round, there's value. Uh, we really have a good group of young players right now. We want to see them grow. That's really where our success next season is going to come from, those guys, not from rookies. And lastly, um, I don't remember the specific date. 
you might, but you've been officially the general manager for about a year now. I think it was in July, maybe a little later in the month. Um, you were already acting GM in a way, so kind of strings together. But I remember we came back from Summer League, which was around this time, and then we had the announcements you know, later in the month. So have you reflected on it? I know I've asked you this before, but have you reflected more upon what it's been like, how things have changed, how things are the same, and, and just you know, the culture here has clearly changed. I mean, you can see it in the meal room every day. You can see it at practice. But what, what are your impressions of what's happened in the last year plus? I'm just most proud of everybody that we have brought here and, and people that were here before that got an opportunity now to do a little bit more than they were doing before. I think our management style is give everybody the best opportunity to be successful in their role. Everybody get a chance to grow, but everybody collaborate and everybody communicate. And I think that's been very powerful for everybody to buy in and say, what I do matters, and I see that it matters. It doesn't get put in a drawer. It doesn't get thrown away or deleted. I think everybody needs to be heard. So giving everybody an opportunity to present and, and really grow, I think that's been tremendous on the staff side. Looking at our coaches and seeing the success of our young guys that are here, um, developing staff, Dave Atkins and his group do an unbelievable job of making our players better. Scotty integrates all the drills and, and makes it very realistic for young players to see this is where you're going to play. So here's the, the drills we're going to do to make you successful on the court. And I can't say enough about the medical staff and their integration to make our players in the best possible shape. And it's a, it's not just go put ice on them. We have a sports scientist, Mark Simpson, that's putting everything together that dictates our practices and the effort and the length and what all everybody can do. And that's all in an effort to prolong careers and give us the best possible chance to win with fresh legs. And Dan, Dina, Jesse, Phillips, Steve Smith, Naveen, you know, Jeff Bangs, and Blair O'Donovan. I look at that group as the they, they absolutely kept this thing together, kept the boat afloat throughout the entire time that we were uh, unable to be together. And then, you know, all of this goes forward because of the players with the effort they put out every day. And I told everybody, we can't let the players outwork us. We all got to work hard. And our players are working hard. So it comes together, Zach. I don't look back too much. There's so much ahead. But I do reflect back, and I'm most proud of the people. And I'm most proud of the experiences that everybody's had. It's been a very, some I, I said it before, but sometimes this, 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 this last year it went quicker than the paycheck. And other times it feels like passing the kidney stone. There's just bumps in the road that you got to deal with and the obstacles that come up and you solve them. But throughout it all, I think we, we stated from the jump we want a high character, that a good way of evaluating personnel, and I think it's paying off with that great kids. Well, I appreciate you taking some time today. I know uh, there's a lot to do over here in the bubble, but um, taking 20 minutes and talking to me, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a fantastic way to catch up with everybody and keep our fans connected to this team. And we really, really more than ever, we need your support. This is a unique opportunity for our, for our players to, to go out and compete. And I think everybody cares deeply about the fan base. And we, we miss you, and we're going to make you proud. So thank you for all that you do, Zach. Appreciate you. All right. From Orlando, that's all we got. Zach Rosen, Tommy Shepard.